Ballistic Mandir Wolf, Devil Soldier, Deranged and Ill Psychopaths, no matter what, Big Kissable Lips will be involved. Sometimes when I'm in my oats, I can't uh, I can't help myself. Your oats? Yeah. Well, how does one get in said oats? Who knows, man? That's not for me to know. That's not for <laughs> you to know. That's for a when to do. Do I have to cover myself in brown sugar and cinnamon and boil myself for two minutes in the microwave? Is that how you make the best oats? <laughs> yeah. So you make the best oats. I don't know. No, I, 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 I love oatmeal. I think the best oats are overnight oats. Uh, very similar to they're, muesli. They're pretty good. Have you ever had them, Adam? You just put a little milk in there and let it sit overnight, and in it gets fridge. nice and soft. It is good, mm. but I've only had like the pre-made ones. Oh you yeah, just put it in there. So maybe if I had a fresh one, it'd be mm. better with like fresh fruit and stuff. But mm. yeah, see, like what I did for quite a while was I'd make muesli overnight, pour it in a bowl, pour some almond milk on it, and then just stick that in the fridge. Come out in the morning, it's like, oh, it's like oats, but there's like slivers of almonds and, you know, raisins and whatnot in there. Sounds like Fantastic. a it sounds like a breakfast poutine. It's literally oats with just almonds and raisins. <laughs> I'm questioning if you know what I, a poutine is. Yeah. I just... There's no potatoes involved. I, You know, when I hear poutine now, all I think about is a Canadian throwing a bunch of ingredients together and putting cheese on it hmm. and eating it. I mean, I wouldn't call it a bunch of ingredients. It's three. <laughs> French fries, gravy, and cheese curds. Am I stereotyping an entire country? Right? I, I think, think you are. I think you're confusing poutine and hot dish. Or yeah. poutine yeah. and casserole. Okay. Very much so. Okay, so could we consider a casserole the redneck version of a poutine, maybe? No. No. Absolutely no. not. Okay. All right. Casserole is like you're whatever grasping you at straws here. You're really trying to force a connection. <laughs> I mean, and, the uh, closest thing that you might be able to call a poutine—it's a French dish. I can't remember the name of it, but it's probably poutine. <laughs> I was no, say, how do you say poutine um, backwards? I've Etan made it. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've made it before. It's like you take potatoes and like slice them nice and thin, then like layer those, and then you put like. Beans and oh, a baguette. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baguette. That's it. A baguette. It's a baguette. I'm <laughs> sick of talking about foods that Jordan doesn't know the name of already. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. Who knows what it'll be about? Not me, certainly. Mm. Uh, my name is Adam. Sitting across from me is Cody. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Oh, don't throw things back at me, son. This, that's not how this it's is so, ever It's so white over there. It's distracting. I'm like a moth attracted to your pale skin. It's so hot up here all the time, Cody. I, it's funny because I have t a shirt and a sweater on, so. 
I, I, I don't get that. how both of you just like boil. We're hot blooded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're Spanish lovers. You know, hot blooded. <laughs> Check it, Nancy. Got a fever Number of a hundred and three. I'm gonna say something that all the ladies are gonna get disgusted by, but I have a sweating problem sometimes. So, no, if anyone listening to creep up your butts. That's or brave. creep your butts up. Uh, they know that because we pointed out how you were pouring sweat. Well, well, I don't know what happened. It looked like you fell in a pool. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's also what you looked like last week. I've always had a sweating problem. Yeah. Like, I don't too. think it's like stinky sweat. It's just like sweating problem. Maybe you have hydro seals around your <laughs> testicles. I don't know. I don't sweat there. I sweat on my forehead. Right. Right. The water... Starts on my forehead. Well, you stay hydrated. Yeah. Unlike Jordan. Unlike Jordan. I drink at least a gallon of water a day. Who's also at the table. Hello. Hey. How was your week? Pretty good. Did you, uh, I saw you at a half day. Yeah, on Monday. Oh, we talked about that already. <laughs> yeah. You know what we didn't talk about last week um, is his little tournament. Oh, Hobberduber. Yes. Oh, the Hobberduber. I don't see a new trophy on the table, so I'm assuming yeah. things went well. No, things, I mean, we curled on Sunday, which is the final day, but we then lost on Sunday, so no new trophies to add. My brother got concussed as fuck. He slipped? (laughs) Yep. He stepped off the little side thing without realizing his slider was going first, and he just came off like he normally doesn't, and I didn't see the fall. The other team did. Apparently, he went down hard, and his head hit the ice very hard, Hmm. followed up by a second very hard hit of his head on the Hmm. ice. The little bounce back. (laughs) Yeah. The little snap back. Uh, He he could not piece together any kind of recognizable sentence for about 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) His brain got scrambled, dude. So did he have to go over to the neurologist... He checked him out, and he said, you you can't go back in the next game. Yeah. Uh, put him, took him to the back, gave him well, an MRI. It, it was our last game of the night, so we were everyone, including the club manager and even the bartender, came down, or was down there or something, and like they just kind of did a quick run-by on him, like, hey, we've seen this before, we know what's happening, you're not curling again tonight, and wow. you probably shouldn't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. How are they more responsible than the NFL in a small curling club? I don't know. <laughs> because we care about our members. Yeah. But then finally, soup. about 45 minutes ah. afterwards, <laughs> we convinced him to go to the hospital. Good. Fairview? Uh, actually, I think it was like urgent care, come to think of it. Okay. Well, but better still, than nothing. Yeah. Better than going to bed with a concussion, which well, the <laughs> doctor wake up again. The doctor checked him out and was like, you know, you're fine in... Both him and my teammate who brought him, because I was in no condition to drive. Uh, yeah, they were both like, yeah, the doctor kind of had this vibe of like, why are you wasting my time? You're fine. Hmm. What? Okay, that brings up a good point. What do you do when your designated driver gets a concussion? He was not the de- <laughs> des. You know who was our designated driver? Uber and Lyft. Yeah, that'll do it. What if they had a concussion? Yeah, what if they got concussed? Well, that's none of my business. <laughs> what if they got concussed on the way over, Jordan? Well, then something bad could happen. 
Speaking of Jordan, his Instagram is at j.j.fox. Damn Mine right. is at Bumble Adam. Cody's is at Bumblebutt Podcast. <laughs> Follow all three of those. We've been getting a lot of good traction. We have. Follow me if you want to see a shirtless picture of Adam that I sneakily take. Uh, that will not be escaping the studio. <laughs> all right? This is a sanctuary <laughs> where my tits can hang out unfettered. You, you could be completely naked for all I care. I've, done, I've taken my pants off up here before. Yes. Yeah. Now, before we get started in this episode, we have a very special announcement to make. Tuesday, May 7th, Between the Bumbles Live 2, Ooh. 7 p.m. Central. Find out what that is, your local time. Mm. I believe we're, we're minus 6 GMT right now. I have no idea. I just know we're Central time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, figure it out. Central time, America. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can basically say 8 o'clock East Coast. Six o'clock or five o'clock West Coast. There you go. Yeah. Eight five four central. <laughs> right. Seven central. <laughs> Seven p.m. Central. Tune in. It'll be on Instagram, and then you'll be able to click through for better quality to our YouTube, which mm. we will also be having. Right. And you know what? The show might continue on YouTube after Instagram times us out. That's yeah. right. Those you might have to just uh, we check it to find out. We didn't really enjoy all the technical difficulties with Instagram, so we're going to try to move on to a much better platform. Yeah. We, we want good quality. We don't yeah. want phone quality shit. Yeah. That's not what I'm looking and you, for. And maybe in the future we'll be able to like do special things with YouTube that you can't do on Instagram, like mm. play videos and mm-hmm. music and all that mm. shit, so... All in all, it'll be better. I need, we good? To, I need to talk to my brother and see if I can borrow his later hosing for that. Yep. All right. Yeah, you should do that. You should do that. But with all the trash out of the way, we're going to get into the meat of this mm. week's episode. The subject is one that's near and dear to all of us. Is it? Uh, I think so. It takes place here. Sure. So. It's Minnesota <laughs> slash Canada. Casserole monster. All right, you know what? I'm going to hand it over to Jordan, because that's what it's a very rare Jordan episode. <laughs> it is. It is. So, set your expectations low, and prepare to have them not be met. Let's do it. They already are fully aware of that. I'm in the basement right now. So, this week, I'm coming at you with another hot cryptid tale. <laughs> Some might say it's Zyptocruology. Oh. Oh. <laughs> And like it, we said, this one comes from the north woods of Minnesota and also the Canadian province of Ontario. Oh, the Ontario boys know how to play the hockey. Are they in the playoffs? I'm Don Cherry. Are they in the playoffs? No. But before we dig into it, I'm going to have Cody here tell us a little story. The Windigo encounter. Now, we don't know if this is true or not, but this guy is claiming it's true. This is from Reddit, Windigo Encounter, from Whale Lord 69 Nice, okay. I trust anybody with a 69 behind their <laughs> nice. name, I'll tell you that. He's a Whale Lord. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is the right place to post this, but I'm scared shitless. After hearing stories and looking stuff up online, I'm fairly sure it was a Windigo. Me, my son, and girlfriend were attacked by something. We were camping up in the northwest area of Washington. My girlfriend is incredibly superstitious, so she insisted we brought weapons. So I had my combat <laughs> knife and a 12-gauge shotgun. Hell yeah. And she brought a 22 rifle along. 
That's a, not going to do a lot. Yeah, you're I, not going to beat a one. I think he means to say, and a newly sharpened machete. Our son, <laughs> our son was just three years old. How come they didn't give him a weapon? He probably had the 22. Yeah. So we then reached the area. We are going to set up camp. We immediately got a fire ready to light and set up our tent and bags. I fed my son as my girlfriend ate a snack. (laughs) We decided to get a lay of the area. So me and my girlfriend hiked around for about an hour or so. I had one of those baby carrying backpacks and my son started to get real heavy. I don't even know why he had to put that in there. What does that even mean? (laughs) Listen, man, I I feel like that might come into play later. Oh, that might be the magic (sighs) of the Wendigo. (laughs) Everything seemed normal. Until I saw something down the almost path we were on. We walked closer to investigate and saw drag marks. It looked as if someone had killed a buck. There was a whole outline in the dirt with a small dried pool of blood as if someone grabbed it from the antlers and pulled. Mm. That wouldn't be possible for any man to do. Mm. The quote buck or whatever it was shaken. We rushed back to the base camp and restarted the fire and hurried back into our tents. <laughs> yeah, get in the fabric tent. Yeah, that nice like, thin who, layer of nylon is going to protect you. I don't know why you restarted the fire. just sounded strange to me. It too, probably went out. <laughs> too afraid to leave since it was dusk by now. We stayed inside the tent and my girlfriend put our son to bed. Eventually, probably from the exhaustion of fright, we fell asleep. What must have been hours later, I awoke to a faint rasping sound that sounded like a child crying. I gazed outside in confusion and saw the outline of a creature that seemed to be a buck. Standing Mm. over something, it seemed to be about 20 feet away, but at a closer glance had unnaturally long limbs for a buck and was eerily tall. Maybe it's just a monster buck. Yeah, yeah. Just a just a real mounter, a real trophy <laughs> buck there. In sudden fear, I unloaded two shot. What? In sudden fear, I unloaded two shots into the creature and heard a loud blood curdling cry. My girlfriend awoke. <laughs> My girlfriend awoke screaming two shots I had fired as I tried to explain what I had heard. To my surprise, the animal hadn't moved an inch. Then I noticed the stains on the side of the animal. It looked like blood was running down the edge. And lots of it. Shit. It stared at me deep into my eyes as I became petrified with fear. A sinister feeling of dread fell over me as I knew I couldn't move. I thought to myself, what if it starts to bolt towards us? Just then, this tall, decrepit, demonic thing seemed to whisper something. I couldn't exactly tell what it was saying, but it seemed to have said, I need more children. <laughs> oh, shit. He's hungry for some human veal. <sighs> he's the Ice King. Maybe he's turning him into more Wendigos. <laughs> he could be. My girlfriend screamed, asking where our son was. We blacked out. In the, mor- <laughs> In the morning, we awoke to park rangers at our campsite. We didn't see our son anywhere. We told the rangers that he was missing, and they started a search party. I explained what had happened, and strangely, they seemed to believe me. Wow, that's mm. crazy. The one who seemed to be older by at least a decade pulled along the one we met earlier and whispered in his ear. I only heard a single line, and I'm not even sure if what I heard was correct. It sounded like he said, 
It's getting bolder. <laughs> what? He's bolder than a Dorito. <laughs> they did. They didn't seem to want us by ourselves, so they waited with us while they continued to search. We stayed in a log cabin for three days with a forest ranger. Shit, that sounds hot. <laughs> I know. I, there's perfect porno in there. When suddenly some I'll rangers, I'll keep you safe from this windingo, baby. <laughs> When suddenly some rangers came into the cabins saying they couldn't find our son, my girlfriend starts to sob. I started to hate myself, thinking that I could have done something if I wasn't frozen in fear. Mm. We rushed outside only to find some injured and frightened police officials. <laughs> the ranger wouldn't tell us anything of what had happened or what they saw or why the cops were scared shitless. All we know is that this, that we don't have our son anymore. God help whoever goes into the forest next, and please don't bring your kids with you. Wow, that, that's that was a roller coaster from start to finish. That's real dumb. Okay, so they he stayed in a cabin for three days with the park ranger, and there's just wounded cops outside. Yeah, they're just laying around bleeding. <laughs> This is where we come to heal. The baby's dead. He's getting bolder. He's getting bolder. (laughs) The winding goes getting bolder. Okay, well, that's bullshit. So, (laughs) fucking Jordan, let's see if you can convince me that that's not bullshit. Let's hop right into this. So, as that story mentioned, today we are covering the Wendigo. Now, I hadn't heard about the Wendigo but uh, Adam and Cody had, and they... I thought everybody did. Yeah. And, mm. He's, like, probably, well, not quite Bigfoot or It's Latin basically SC. a skinwalker. He's a skinwalker. Yeah, In yeah. a sense. Yeah. But He's slightly cute. different. He's got kissable lips. Big kissable lips. <laughs> Just <laughs> like Adam. Certainly. Now, what is the Wendigo? It is a terrifying man-eating creature that haunts the north woods of Minnesota mm-hmm. and central areas of Canada. But what exactly are the origins of this beast? I'm going to guess Native American. And your guess would be correct. God, I'm good at this game. I should be a professional. There are multiple tribes who have their different versions of the Wendigo. And all of them date back so many years that most who were interviewed could not remember when the story had been told. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Generational. Yes. The Inuit Indians of the region called the creature by various names. Eskimos? (laughs) I think that's very offensive. I don't care. Yes, it is. It is actually very offensive. I don't care. You don't care. Called the creatures by various names, including... Wendigo, Witigo, Witiko, and Witigo. I like that last one. Witigo. And each of them was roughly translated to mean the evil spirit that devours mankind. Wow, it's kind of edgy, ain't it, Adam? That's uh, Final Fantasy Boss, is <laughs> what that is. I was going to say, like, that should be the next Druid single. Dude. <laughs> which Which Final Fantasy Boss? Well, it sounds like a summon from Final Fantasy IV. (laughs) Now, around 1860, a German explorer translated Wendigo to mean cannibal among the tribes along the Great Lakes. Mm. I'd say man with great taste. Mm, That's how you'd interpret it. Yeah. Kissable lips. (laughs) Cody, is Shana a Wendigo? If this fucker was on Grindr, I should ask her. 
She maybe probably she, is. Maybe she transforms into a, I don't know, what is it, like a deer? A moose head We're, guy. We'll get yeah. into the physical <laughs> features guy. with claws. <laughs> and he's like 20 feet tall or something. <laughs> now, all these Native American versions of the creature spoke of a gigantic spirit over 15 feet tall that had once been human, but had been transformed into the creature. Wow. Like now, magic? Uh, I think one of them has magic. The rest, or a few others, do not. He's probably okay. like, he's probably like Ant-Man. Oh. Where he can just kind of get really big or really small. He can drive Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> No, if a Wendigo, you're very wrong. If Cody. a Wendigo played college basketball, mm-hmm. he'd be pretty sick at it, right? He'd be a blue chip prospect. Now, what's really interesting, if it's 15 foot tall, you always see him like kind of hunched. So, if he's like straight standing, could he be like 30 foot tall? Oh, at least 17. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And through all of, though all of the descriptions of the creature vary slightly. The Wendigo is generally said to have glowing eyes, long yellowed fangs, and overly long tongues. Mm-hmm. So it's basically Gene Simmons. Yeah. I was going to say, if he has yellow teeth, he should probably quit smoking, probably. Mm. Give it up, <laughs> Wendigo. Now, most have a sallow, yellowish skin, but others are said to be matted with hair. They are tall and lanky and are driven by a horrible hunger. But... How could a person grow to become one of these strange creatures? Magic? As one story goes, the original Wendigo was a hunter who, while on a trip in the bitter cold of the Northwoods, became lost and had to resort to cannibalism to survive. After he ate his friend who was with him, he became ridden with such guilt and disgrace that he went batshit crazy... And transformed into Wendigo. Okay. And what? hence, the murderous beast was born. Okay. Mm. So, well, But it was out of necessity. He had to <laughs> eat his dead friend. Yeah, but, I mean, even out of necessity, you're not going to feel good about it. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'd eat Adam if we were struggling. I'd feel fine about yeah. it. Yeah. Listen, he's got some meaty chops on oh, him. You, you can have anything. Jordan, I know you used to devour the body of Christ on a weekly basis, so yep. don't be a fucking hypocrite. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> We don't have time for your hypocrisy. <laughs> I mean, you all know right. what? You know what? I can actually say a legitimate story. This uh, this kid I used to play video games with, he lived in. Did he become a Wendigo? He was a native from Canada, and he lived on the reservation or whatever. There, if you even said this fucking word, he he's like, oh. it was like a banished word. Mm. Like him and his relatives, they hated it. They mm. were like terrified of these fucking things like skinwalkers wendigos whatever you call them yeah. so they're superstitious as fuck about them i think they're in shadow run too actually skinwalkers yeah because okay. the first nations like the first nation the indians natives of canada right mm, yeah that whole story is about them developing like nuclear weapons and a dragon as a president it's crazy <laughs> magic's back that sounds a lot cooler than our real existence yep we have a dragon president. <laughs> In another version of the story, the first Wendigo is said to have been a warrior who made a deal with the devil. I like him already. Yeah, that's pretty dope. In order to save his tribe, he gave up his soul and was transformed into a Wendigo. When peace ensued, there was no need for such a fearsome creature, and the warrior was banished from his tribe 
and forced to live as an outcast, which I think is kind of harsh. He did this crazy thing to help them out, and they just turn him away. Well, that's the hero's, like... He's, like yeah. He's like Batman, you know? He had to do what he had to do, but... Uh, he's like Brett Favre when he left the Green Bay Packers. Mm. He brought him so many championships, and then they just spit him aside like he was nothing. Well, that's because he started doing the pants <laughs> on the ground dance. Yep. Pants on the ground. When did he start whipping his wiener out? When he was with the Jets. Was that was the Jets? So it's kind of a win to go transformation for him. I sort guess. of. Yeah. National hero and treasure to mm-hmm. sexual assaulter, <laughs> harasser at least. Yeah, I mean you have to admit one thing here, Jordan. He did make a deal with the devil. Like that's yeah unforgivable. Yeah, it's pretty tight though. He saved his tribe though. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know that. Well, they didn't, or maybe they did and they just didn't care. Yep. Okay. Whatever it is, I feel sorry for this poor warrior. <laughs> also, me too. Here's the other thing. Yeah, Hashtag. he saved his tribe, but he morphed into something that's kind of fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's yeah. a win-win. All right. You're dope as fuck. <laughs> and now, the same tribes that believe this theory also believe that the human person continues to reside within the Wendigo. Rough. So... Not like you're trying to say, Cody, like a skinwalker. They don't move back and forth. Like, once you're a Wendigo, That's you're it. a Wendigo. Okay. You're stuck. And they are reside specifically where the heart of the Wendigo should be. The person is frozen, and the only <laughs> way to kill a Wendigo is to kill the human within it as well. Mm. Okay, so where's the the heart? Is it not, like, on the left side where it's supposed to be? Well, they just don't have a heart because they're Wendigos. They have the people. So they're unkillable. No, you gotta kill the people. Yeah. But he said the people live in the heart. Where a heart should be. Uh, Yeah. Please pay attention to the story. (laughs) Now, a (laughs) few legends do state that the frozen person is successfully rescued from inside the creature. In most cases, however, death is the only way to free a person from the Wendigo. Sure. (sighs) Then he really is a fucking martyr, isn't he? Yep. Sure. Yes. Yes. At least he'll have a Christian burial. Correct. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Skip that part because I don't Even know though he lost his way with God, we'll give him a good funeral. He'll get into heaven. <laughs> Come on back, Wendigo. Mortician, can you put extra makeup on him? His face all fucked up. He's got some fucking antlers. Make sure you get that red lipstick to make his lips pop. (laughs) He's got that big kissy lip. So now that we've kind of gone over (laughs) the physical features and the legend behind the Wendigo. Certainly have. He left out his genitalia. Hopefully long and thick. Okay. Oh, it doesn't say? No. What kind of cocky swing? Mind you, he probably has both. He's a warrior. <laughs> He's a warrior. Her true warrior has both sexual organs. <laughs> All true warriors <laughs> Now, how does a creature that's that big and having that kind of just deal going on, like it's got to chase down these people and everything... How does it move? Is it fast? Is it sneaky? It's fast Whatever. and sneaky. Well, <laughs> there's different versions on this. Some say that the Wendigo is unusually fast and can endure walking for long periods of time. Stamina. Damn. Yes. He's buffing stamina. 
Now, others say... So, see, he's like Michael Myers. He walks real fast. He doesn't run? Well, no. This one would be running okay. unusually fast. Okay. He's got... He, okay. And he can do so for long periods of time. This guy would be Again, like, the, like Adam said, pay the fuck attention. You really got to listen to the story. Nah, I, I, you know how we do here. I just hear the highlights. <laughs> wrong. Oh, give me the cliff notes. You hear the highlights wrong. <laughs> but others say... That the Wendigo walks in a more haggard manner, mm. almost as if it is falling apart. Like a Zambamba. So could Wally have been a Wendigo? Yeah, Wally's per- a Wendigo prime. I mean, okay. if he grew like 10 feet. Wally's, if the doctors would have put in big fucking <laughs> knees in his knees. <laughs> yeah. They just did from the legs down, actually like four foot on mm-hmm. him. Then he would be a Wendigo. <laughs> Wally is, of course, one of our co-workers. Yeah. Nobody's going to understand that. Well, he had a very haggard walk before he got two two new knees. Two brand new titanium babies put mm-hmm. in. Uh, okay, he runs okay like so boy. he's a haggard bitch. Well, he's either very fast and can do that for a long time, or just kind of a Zombie. stumbling, bumbling moron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in the version where he's a stumbling, bumbling moron, <laughs> he doesn't rely on catching and capturing his prey. Rather... One of his said traits is his ability to mimic human voices, and huh? he'll use this skill to lure people in and draw them away from civilization and into the desolate depths of the wilderness. Once that person is isolated, he, he feasts. feasts. Yes. Get those. So what would the Wendigo have to say to lure you out, Jordan? Hey, man, I got a fresh 30 rack of hams. <laughs> Come over here. <laughs> And a full pack of smokes. Hey, man, I got beard oil. <laughs> it's made in the woods like me. I'm a Wendigo. It's organic, man. It's hey, made bro. out of canola hey, my, my oil, My beard ain't bro. even long enough for beard oil anymore. This shit's straight Crisco, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to saturate them follicles. Extra virgin crystal <laughs> canola, baby. <laughs> right, for a second, I thought you were going to say extra virgin crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, God damn, meth. is that like the main export of your hometown? I'm gonna, after the show, Jordan, remind me to show you. I sent it to Adam, I think, where it was like the four meth pipes and then a torch lighter and like a refill thing for $9.99. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's marketing to his customers. <laughs> Around the turn of the 20th century, the Algonquin people reported a large number of missing persons that they credited to Wendigo, thus calling him the quote-unquote spirit of lonely places. A descriptive name, though not quite as catchy as Wendigo. Nah, it's pretty definitely. rad, though. Yeah. That could definitely be a druid title. Just yeah. saying. Or like a Dark Souls enemy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so the different tribes kind of saw him in a different light. Yes, they all had like their own different interpretations and backstories and how you become Wendigo. But it's cool. The weird Let's thing see. is, they all it's universal across like all the tribes. So yes. Far. It's really interesting. That they all have their own antler-headed boogeyman. <laughs> Again, they never mentioned antlers on it. Do you think, speaking of antlers... Look up any picture of a Wendigo. It's okay. got an antler head. All right. Have you? So could that rabbit from um, Funniest Home Videos have been a mini Wendigo, maybe? It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Much like we learned with uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail... <laughs> Rabbits have a taste for human flesh. It's true. Uh, Pip, watch out. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, hers seem like sweethearts. Hers seem like she's her not soldiers. gonna have to use the holy hand grenade. Mm-hmm. They're conditioning her, so oh. when they're ready to feast, she oh. won't fight it. Very Pip, smart. Watch out! <laughs> I'm on Cody's side now. <laughs> now, as I previously mentioned, a rough translation of Wendigo is the evil spirit that devours mankind. This translation is related to the version of the Wendigo that claims he has the power to curse humans by possessing them. Once he has infiltrated their mind, he can turn them into Wendigos as well. Shit. Instilling upon them the same lust for human flesh that he himself has. Shit. See, Jeff Dahmer should have used this as an excuse. (laughs) Yeah. Goddamn Wendigo got me. Trying to create more Wendigos. (laughs) And those are just, like, all the different tribes in the areas, like, stories and origins of the Wendigo. That's now, cool. something that intrigued me is that uh, the legend of the Wendigo actually lends its name to a very disputed modern medical term, Wendigo psychosis. Okay. Yes. So, what Wendigo psychosis is... It is considered by some psychiatrists to be a syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal. Ironically, (laughs) this psychosis is said to occur within people living around the Great Lakes of Canada and the United States. So we could be afflicted by this eventually. We could all be Wendigos. You know what I'm seeing so far um, is, what do they call it, intrusive thoughts? Isn't that kind of go along the lines of that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's basically two separate things <laughs> fighting in your brain. Yeah. You have yeah. a craving for flesh you have and a fear, a fear of cannibalism. You have a fear of becoming that. So. But you need to eat it. Mm. Yes. So it just sounds like some crazy, crazy mental problem. Let him eat it. What if it's good? I, I agree. It's going to replace the fucking fish oil tablets. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendigo psychosis usually develops in the winter in individuals who are isolated by heavy snow for long periods. We're done. The initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting. Subsequently, the individual develops a delusion of being transformed <laughs> into a Wendigo monster. All right. Well, I was with it. I, like, had all these things up until that one. <laughs> People who have Wendigo psychosis increasingly see others around them for being edible. At the same time, they have an exaggerated fear of becoming cannibals. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. As this already is stated. Bastard. This is that'd be fucking horrible. That's that's not so, good. So technically, the the other part about the Wendigo possibly cursing people to turn them into Wendigo, maybe they think it's a syndrome, but it's actually the Wendigo cursing people. Yes. Shit, man. Take that, doctor. Take that, atheist. Like, this, this is going a little <laughs> deeper than even I thought it would. Yeah, that's Checkmate, good. atheist. <laughs> oh, the most. Common response when a person showed signs of Wendigo psychosis was a curing attempt by traditional native healers. In past cases, if these attempts failed and if the possessed person began to either threaten those around them or to act violently or antisocially, 
they were executed. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Might be a bit extreme, I think. Eliminate the threat, Cody. It's <laughs> just right. smart. That's just good business. <laughs> yeah, I like how they do it. Now, there have been reports regarding this psychosis dating back hundreds of years, including a 1661 Jesuit relations article about it. I'm sensing a checkmate, atheism. (laughs) Which stated, What caused us greater concern was the intelligence that met us upon entering the lake. (laughs) Namely, that the men deputed by our conductor for the purpose of summoning the nations to the North Sea (laughs) and assigning them a rendezvous, where they were to await our coming, had met their death the previous (laughs) winter in a very strange manner. Those poor men, according to the report given to us, were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the people we were seeking. They are afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have a combination of all these species of disease, which affects their imaginations and causes them a more than canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even men, like veritable werewolves, and devour them voraciously, without being able to appease or glut their appetite ever seeking fresh prey, and the more greedily, the more they eat. This ailment attacked our deputies, and as death is the sole remedy among those simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness. Wow, why are Jesuits always so poetic? Uh, because they're French. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. Well, I did that one all wrong. <laughs> I did see, actually, uh, on my Amazon feed... The history of the Jesuits popped up on there. Maybe I have to do that sometime. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not all of them were French, but at least these ones were. Uh, that makes sense, because they're in, like, French Canada. They've got the yeah. most powerful spells. It was called New that. France at the time. New France. <laughs> Nueve France. So are these, are they, could, like, is that Wendigo a, a Frenchie, then? Probably a Frenchie. He's probably yeah. a Frenchie. Okay. He, he got too close to the natives, man. This sounds like a man who ate people for survival because he's in the middle of nowhere. Just throwing that out there. All right. And then he went batshit crazy after being ridden with guilt. So, like, you can tell this is written in 1661 because I'm pretty sure a hypochondria causes you to go insane yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's like... A species of disease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking... Basically, all those make you go crazy, yep. so... Now... One of the more famous cases of Wendigo psychosis reported involves a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner. Hmm. Swift Runner. They have good names. They do. Is that the name of a tennis shoe? It should be. I think it's a discount tennis shoe. But it's also, (laughs) at least in some native circles, a description of a Wendigo. Oh, my. (gasps) Oh, my. During the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving, and his eldest son died. Oh. 25 miles away from emergency food supplies at a Hudson's Bay Company post, Swift Runner butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children. He's a hungry boy. Given that he resorted to cannibalism so near to food supplies and that he killed and consumed the remains of all those present, it was revealed that Swift Runners was not a case of pure cannibalism as a last resort to avoid starvation, but rather 
of a man with Wendigo psychosis. Mm. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan? <laughs> with a man named Swift Runner, I feel like, do you think he actually was fast? I mean, he couldn't make it 25 miles to get food, what so... What would his mom and dad have been named, like, Quick Runner and Agile Runner, maybe? Why Is both it? runners, dude? Yeah, I was gonna go with, like, his mom might be... Taylor Swift. <laughs> Speedy Jogger. Michael Moore and Fred Savage. There you go. Hell yeah. Chris Christie and Michael Morton's mom and dad. That is, Swift Rudder. That is a land whale nightmare. <laughs> That's his Native American name. Land whale nightmare. I want, why can't I be named something like cool like that? Because you're from Iowa. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Adam beat me to it. Yeah. I, I okay, had to get there. imagine you were being born and your mom and dad, the first thing they walked outside of your house where you, were, where you grew up, what was the first thing they would see, Adam? Trailer park? <laughs> like, next door trailer? You could be trailer park. I'll man. be trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> Domestic abuse next door. That's a full name. <clears throat> meth raid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old meth raid plenty. Another well-known case involving Wendigo psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler. Way less cool name. I was going to say, can someone do a fiddler noise? <laughs> no, that's a banjo. <laughs> I, I don't think I can, Cody. Do you know why they call me Jack Fiddler? Why? Because I play the fiddle. Oh. <laughs> I know you were thinking about my penis, weren't you? Oh, I thought you were fiddling around with your cock all day. <laughs> he was an, o an OG Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. Fuck yeah, he's got the best spells. He's a Belmont. Damn right. <laughs> In some cases, this entailed killing people with Wendigo psychosis. As a result, in 1907, Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for homicide. Oh. I can't, where does everybody, like, their heads were almost cut off of the Fiddler thing? Hey. <laughs> I need to pull this metal bowstring with teeth I'm across your neck. I'm gonna kill you, but it's gonna take about three days to saw your head off of the fiddler stick. It's gonna get really hot for a second, <laughs> but don't worry, that that just oh, comes with it. It'll cauterize the wound as it's cutting you. You're, you're not gonna get an infection. Jack committed suicide, mm. but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, though. But uh -oh. he died three days later in jail before receiving the news of his pardon. <laughs> Ripping pepperonis. Not, not suspicious. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say those people just like killing people. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably a couple yeah. killers. Yeah. yeah. Fascination with Wendigo psychosis among Western ethnographers, psychologists, and anthropologists led to a hotly debated controversy in the 1980s over the historic accuracy of this phenomenon. Beautiful. Some researchers argued that essentially, Wendigo psychosis was a fabrication, the result of naive anthropologists taking stories related to them at face value without observation. Others have pointed to a number of credible eyewitness accounts, both by Algonquins and others, as evidence that Wendigo psychosis was a factual historical phenomenon. Mm. 
kind of sounds like it is. I mean, shit. Or it's just a nice, easy way out for murderers. Yeah. Could, okay. For native murderers. Let's, let's just say for a second <laughs> that they actually do go insane. Could they have maybe have had, like, a syphilis or, like, one of those other brain diseases that make you go crazy? I don't see why not. You know? I don't see why not. Maybe a disease they have no idea actually exists. Unless it's Wendigo magic, man. It could which yeah. I'm not going to count that out yet. <laughs> If they started mentioning like voluptuous lips, then I'd start believing. Yeah, kissable yeah. lips, yeah, yeah. Kissable like, lips. huge, yeah. huge red lips, swollen <laughs> lips. <laughs> the frequency of Wendigo psychosis cases decreased sharply in the 20th century, though, due to Algonquin people coming into greater and greater contact with European ideologies and more sedentary. Less rural lifestyles. Yeah, sure. When you're not go- when you're not nomadic, you're not nomading around the fucking nation. It's uh, it's so uh, a lot less likely you're gonna kill and eat people. A lot less boogeymen <laughs> running around when you fucking, have a city. Fucking white people ruined a beautiful cryptid again. They all they're always ruined zipto-crawling. <laughs> yep. Now, in addition to denoting a cannibalistic monster from their traditional folklore, Native Americans also understand the Wendigo conceptually. As a concept, the Wendigo can apply to any person, idea, or movement infected by a corrosive drive towards self-aggrandizing greed and excessive consumption. Mm. Traits that Mm. sow disharmony and destruction if left unchecked. Mm. I have that. (laughs) I have that. So you're... He's got destruction in his way. Self-aggrandizing greed and excessive consumption. You're 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 talking about old Uncle Adam. Do I have to call fucking Fiddler over here you to saw your Jack. head off? You gotta call <laughs> Jackie Fiddler to get take care of it. Listen, Jackie Fiddler is dead, but oh, yeah. I'll fill in three days before his I'll fill in. there's like seven generations of Jack Fiddler. There's gotta yeah, be more true. fiddlers. I'll, like, I'll send out some carrier pigeons. He mm. probably has a fucking case on his wall where he smashes and pulls out his dad's antique fiddle. To in case of fiddler, mm. break. In case he has fiddler. to in kill case of Wendigo, go, play fiddler. Play fiddle. <laughs> it's like a shittier version of Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> fiddler went up to Ontario. <laughs> I love that. Get on that, Charles Charlie Daniels band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get on that. <laughs> Ojibwe scholar Brad DeSanti asserts that the Wendigo can, quote, be understood as a marker indicating a person imbalanced both internally and toward the larger community of human and spiritual beings around them. Out of I- equilibrium and estranged by their communities, individuals affected by the Wendigo spirit unravel and destroy the environmental balance around them. Chippewa author Luis Erdrich's novel, The Roundhouse, winner of the National Book Award, depicts a situation where an individual becomes a Wendigo. The novel describes its primary antagonist, a rapist whose violent crimes desecrates a sacred site, as a Wendigo who must be killed because he threatens the reservation's safety. Okay. They didn't mention rape in the other ones. Okay, well, hey, you know what? Well, no, and this is, you know, more as, like, a metaphor, so they use it as someone who is detrimental to the tribe. Yeah, gotcha. And just does fucked up the shit. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So that's that's great. It's starting to make more sense that the Wendigos are actually the undesirable rapers and murderers (laughs) of the tribes, probably. In addition to characterizing individual people who exhibit destructive tendencies... 
The Wendigo can also describe movements and events with similarly negative effects. According to Professor Chris Shedler, the figure of the Wendigo represents consuming forms of exclusion and assimilation, mm. through which groups dominate other groups. Mm. This application allows, uh, this is a quote, this application allows Native Americans to describe colonialism and its agents as Wendigos, since the process of colonialism ejected natives from their land and threw the natural world out of balance. Perfect. Okay. Okay. It all makes sense. Christopher Columbus was a Wendigo. Uh, <laughs> Turn him into a boogeyman. And as a concept, Wendigo can also apply to other situations than just Native American relations. It can serve as a metaphor explaining any pattern of domination by which groups subjugate and dominate or violently destroy and displace. Conquering. Yes. Joe Lockhart, English professor at Arizona State University, argues that Wendigos are agents of, quote, social cannibalism, who know... No provincial or national borders. All human cultures have been visited by shape-shifting Wendigos. Their visitations speak to the inseparability of human experience. National identity is irrelevant to this borderless <laughs> horror. Lockhart's ideas explain that the Wendigos are an expression of a dark aspect of human nature. The drive toward greed, consumption, and disregard for other life in the pursuit of self-aggrandizement. They just don't like conquerors. They really probably wouldn't like Attila the Hun. <laughs> but I know I got kind of on the Wendigo psychosis and yeah. all the backstory stuff yeah. on it, which... I guess this makes one. sense because... Yeah. Yeah, we're the Wendigos. Now, we're going to move on to the part that everybody's waiting. <laughs> I wanted to save this for the end. We're going to talk about the sightings of the Wendigo. Come on. We know one from Land Whale 69. <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Whale 69. <laughs> but we're going to go into legitimately recorded and documented and verified. Let's go. There aren't any. Fuck you. Now that seems like you did a dickhead thing. Yeah, he's a cocksucker. We it can't like forget about thing. the physical evidence because there's always that with cryptids, of which there is also none. I hope you never have children because <laughs> you're gonna be like, "We're Santa." Fuck you, kid. There's no fucking Santa. There's no fucking Jesus. There's no fucking Easter Bunny. No, he's gonna talk all about the physical evidence and then he's gonna say there is none. Yeah, fucking. Oh, you shit. want a Tonka truck, you little shit? Go Fuck suck you. I gotta suck. There I'm is gonna, none. You know what? I'm muting him for the rest of the episode. Yeah, try talking, you little bitch. All right, well. I hope you get cannibalized by a fucking deer monster with Me too. beautiful lips. You're the worst. But this episode was not the worst. Thank no. you, Jordan. You're welcome. That was really good. It was good. That was fun. It was. I'm a little disappointed. I want to hear some evidence. I know. I did, too, and... You know, as I was going on and reading all the different things about it, it all just came down to Wendigo is, it's not really a cryptid or anything. It's a concept. It, yes, it is very much a concept to about just kind of teach people to not be shitty. To teach people that when the whites land on your shores, <laughs> they destroy your entire way of life and your entire country right. to build concrete jungles hmm. and there's a reason they've been outcast okay. that's right so well, i'm gonna say this yeah 
Mr. ASU professor, the stay Maserati's, in the Southwest. The Sun Devils. Let us live here in Minnesota well, and why, Canada. Why is their logo this Maserati? Because they made up shit about Oh, Indigo. because it's a pitchfork. It's and the, the Sun Devils. The devil has a pitchfork. Well, sun Devils. Whatever, man. Okay, I got it. Sun Devils. Professor sold his soul to the devil. He's a windigo. He's using this to cover up his secrets. Oh, He's shit. eating his kids. Someone go check that man's house. Windigo deep Phil, state. Phil went to ASU. I'm going to call him and ask if he knows John Ireland. And go talk to Joe him. Joe Lockhart. Joe Lockhart. You were very close. <laughs> you were close. You were close. Professor Joe Lockhart, reach out. Uh, <laughs> please, you only this week, reach out to bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. Guess what, guys? We have a listener email this mm. week, don't we? Oh, we do. shit. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. The email of the week. I'm mm. so happy to get to read these. You know I love reading these things. Mm-hmm. This is from Brodaciously on Instagram. And she says, basically, fuck iTunes reviews is the subject. <laughs> I tried reviewing you guys on iTunes twice, but those fucks didn't accept it either time. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to you here because all three of you deserve it. Strap in, folks. This has easily become one of my favorite podcasts. I've been binging it nonstop. Cody, Adam, and Jordan are all absolutely hilarious, and the level of research and care they put into every episode is extraordinary, especially since they're so consistent with putting up a regular episode each week and a BTB most weeks. Mm. Cody's inability to read kills me. (laughs) He's so perfect and precious. (laughs) It kills me in a very different way. It, it makes me sweat harder than I should. <laughs> that She didn't say that. That's an editor review here. <laughs> Jordan is the beer-loving bro I need and want in my life. Adam is my salty, salty spirit animal. Yeah, well, yes. Each are charming, witty, and too fun to listen to. I hella fucking stand these dudes so hard and love tuning in each week. Thank she's you. A, she's a real stan. Yeah. Thank you guys for putting out something that brings me so much joy and review. And hey, man, that's the that's the review that would be on iTunes mm. if it would let her do it. It's a beautiful review. Uh, I actually, yeah, talked to her on Instagram. She's always promoting us, which is amazing. Yeah. And she only has nice things to say. So Definitely. I, the- we, we totally feel you on iTunes. It's pain in the fucking ass. Yep. But – necessary she even left (laughs) a uh like facebook recommendation review thing so perfect no super solid perfect and we also there's a little personal part down at the bottom Mm. for us yeah but that's just for us so fuck you you perverts that's for us only uh that's the fucking i love emails yeah i love emails thank you thank you very much of course, if you also want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at BumblebuttPod and on Facebook and Instagram at BumblebuttPodcast. Instagram being, of course, our main focus. We also have personal Instagrams. I am at BumbleAdam. Jordan is at J.J.Fox. Bet. Bet. That's a good one. Uh, you can uh, you can do all that shit. Uh, it's Now it's time for the most important part of the show, at least if you ask Cody, the iTunes reviews. And people are helping us out because we've gotten three new ones this week oh, oh. shit so we well technically four with her letter they're finally heeding my threats <laughs> so we've gotten two non-writtens and one written oh give me the written baby it's a five star from sylvie oh yeah 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 sylvie i can't remember she's a podcoin person though oh, like she uh cool. i followed her on podcoin yeah she listens to us on there 
Well, thank you. Uh, it says, very enjoyable and funny. It's nice to listen to people who are intelligent and witty and actually have something to genuinely say when discussing a topic. There's too many people out there who just are reading their research and dry AF. Hell yeah. yeah. We, we, we strive to not do book reports on this I, thing. She yeah. said intelligent here. I, I don't know. That's a little rough. That's where <laughs> yeah. she might be a little bit wrong. But it I'm going to say be a, a very lot wrong. Yeah. So we had, <laughs> fuck, that's a banner week. Three yeah, iTunes right? reviews. All right, everybody. Uh, that's great. Uh, remember, 7 o'clock Central mm. Time, Tuesday, May the 7th, be with you. We will be doing a live between the bubbles. Right. Uh, tune in on the Instagram and then go to Facebook, or er, fuck me, and then go to YouTube when you find out what the YouTube is. Yep. We'll have the links and everything. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. going to be a fun time. It's real fun. Mm. So that's going to do it for me. I've been Adam. That's going to do it for Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. And that's going to do it for Jordan, our storyteller. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. All right, everybody. As always, have a nice weekend, unless it's Tuesday. Can't you wait to see me in later, Jose? <laughs>